Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Cliff, I am. Got an internal debate going on here this morning. By internal, you mean inside your own self. Right. I am. I'm wanting to dress up this Friday for Halloween here on the Morning Road Show. You know, one year I went as a hot dog, which I kind of like that outfit. Yeah. But this year I wanted to do something totally different. But um, I don't know. I was thinking about being a superhero. (laughs) Okay. And... um, I want you to picture this. I just don't like the way I look in a cape and leotards, Cliff. I'm not sure I can pull that off or not. I think there are a lot of people who would agree with that. Not liking the way you look in a leotard. (laughs) I didn't know whether I should flash that out or not on Friday or just uh, keep that to myself at home. Uh, Probably you should just do that at home. Okay. You know, though, Cliff, when you think about the leotards, I do look good in blue. (laughs) So I could go with Superman yeah, and the blue leotards. I'm just... <laughs> I, I, ooh. A hot dog is so yesterday, Cliff. It's so yesterday. You know, you, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But the way you look in a leotard, I don't think anyone wants to see that. All right. Well. <laughs> we, there are a couple of things you can say to a police officer that aren't illegal. I mean, they won't get you arrested, but it will leave them unable to help you. The first one, though, will make them angry. If you get pulled over for speeding and say the words ticket quota, the officer making the stop might very well go from just going to give you a warning mode to writing you up to the max. The stance that there's no quota, though, might be on shaky ground, especially if you get pulled over in a place in Colorado, a town named Morrison, population 428. Its adjacency to the Red Rocks Amphitheater means there's a lot of concert traffic coming and going through town, out-of-towners who clearly didn't catch the speed limit sign. And Morrison already had a reputation for being a speed trap, but no one really knew how bad it was until a Denver TV station got a hold of some reports that were paired for town leaders that showed 98% of all calls initiated by officers in Morrison were traffic stops. Basically, officers there have to write tickets if they want their check to clear on payday. Because when city leaders drew up their budget for fiscal year 2021, they declared half of the money needed to run the town would come from ticket fines. $1.1 million. And that's probably why the town has been through two different police chiefs in two years and are now looking for a third. That story brought to mind something my great-aunt Mary said. She moved to Melbourne, Florida with two kids in tow in the early 1960s, following her Air Force husband, who was stationed at Patrick Air Force Base, just south of the Space Center. And when I-95 was shiny and new and three miles from the house, she went out to have a spin and probably got pulled over by the Florida Highway Patrol for going too fast. And as the much younger officer was writing the ticket, she jokingly asked if this meant she'd have to buy a ticket to the policeman's ball. To which the officer replied, Ma'am... Florida State Troopers don't have balls. And then he stopped writing, closed his ticket book, walked to his cruiser, and drove away. (laughs) And that's a true story. (laughs) To learn fast, we need to succeed 85% of the time 
and fail the other 15% of the time. Okay. 85 success, 15 fail. To learn fast. To learn something fast. Now, that's great if you're doing a radio promotion here on Country 98.1, like our uh, horrid candy contest we had last year, Cliff, or the uh, time we (laughs) shot... uh, turkeys that we had sticking on the ceiling here and we were shooting them with rubber bands that's okay to fail those two were big failures here yeah but if i'm part of the bomb demolition team i want 100 percent success on this cliff i want no 15 percent failures here (laughs) you're absolutely Not not a bit we this time of year it's the national stage for a competition where the rules are taken quite seriously And it's not the World Series, although the competition is fierce and the cash prizes are large. It's giant pumpkin growing. Now, if you choose to participate in this field of play, you'll likely spend large amounts of time studying genetics, plant husbandry, and you'll be pollinating your own flowers so the bees don't mess it up. You'll end up with seeds that can be worth $1,000 a piece. But growing a fruit to the size of a small car means you'll also need lots of room and water because if you want your pumpkin to get past a ton, it'll have to grow 45 pounds a day. The rules for the contest, much like the Mark McGuire era of baseball, all the hormones, fertilizer, and chemicals you can think of just fine, but there can be no spitballs, meaning it's illegal to doctor your gourd. Any crack, hole, or rot in a giant pumpkin is grounds for disqualification, and there have been those who would choose to illegally treat such a wound in hopes of collecting a big check. Which, by the way, in this year's Safeway World Championship Pumpkin Way-Off is estimated to be nearly $23,000. A Wisconsin man named Mike Schmidt would have been a favorite, but his heaviest in the country gourd of 2,520 pounds was found to have a crack the size of a thumbnail, and it was disqualified. I wonder how they check the bottom of a pumpkin. The bottom? I guess they're going to have to pick it up somehow. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to roll that devil over, aren't they? (laughs) They're going to have to. I'm sure there's a way to do it with a forklift, but you got to be real careful because I'd hate to be the guy who, you know, busts up a prize pumpkin that weighs a ton or more. Stick one of the forks right in your pumpkin? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cliff, I've been sitting here thinking about Halloween quite a bit. uh, Okay. Well, I mean, it's natural. It's less than a week away. That's right. And uh, I always thought on Halloween about uh, day number two as a kid. You've been been hitting your uh, Halloween sack pretty hot and heavy, you know, Halloween (laughs) night and then the next day. And then by Mm -hmm. day number two... The sadness that um, kind of overflows you is you see that it's dwindled all the way down right. to the dum-dum and lemonhead <laughs> riffraff that's always at the bottom all of your bag. You know what I'm saying? All the, all the good stuff is gone. And you're down to the stuff that's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm done <laughs> yeah. with Halloween for this yeah. year. Nope, you're right. <laughs> Especially the lemonheads. Oh, my. Cliff, I saw a story that popped up on my news feed about... Are you a sweater? Yeah. You know, somebody that sweats way more than other people. Okay. And the things to do and the tricks to do to help you out. So that you don't sweat so much. Right. And they make sense, okay. like wear breathable clothing and change yeah. the stuff that you eat because spicy food, as you well know, makes you a sweat. 
The one that kind of threw me for a loop, though, was to drink more water. Because okay. the best way to stop being so wet, I guess, is to increase your in, internal wetness or something like that. <laughs> that doesn't right. make sense so to me. If you're wetter on the inside, you're less wet on the outside. That's what it's saying anyway. That doesn't make sense so to me. That wouldn't just make you moist. Oh, that word. <laughs> Quit. Stop. <laughs> want to say thank you. Hey, we to everybody there at the station. It was so nice. Hey, when I come in Friday, brought you that big old bucket of candy bars. and Hey, I just wish uh, Clifford would have been there. Cliff would have been nice to meet you so I could just walk right up and say, hey, Cliff, boo, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Friday. <laughs> you have no booing until Friday. Yes, that's when you're supposed to, you supposed to call us on the anytime line. <laughs> And give us a good booing, but not not yet. Cliff, I want you to picture this just a, just a little bit. Okay. Harrison sure. Ford. Yeah. He uh, recovered his credit card after he lost it on a beach in Italy. <laughs> okay. And I just wonder, was yeah. the credit card stuffed inside of his Speedo? <laughs> no. I just... I want you to picture no, that, really? Cliff. Yes. No, I don't want to picture that. A wrinkly old man in a Speedo with a credit card. St- and which side? The front side or the back side? The mental image of a 79-year-old man in a Speedo losing a credit card. Can you get that out of your head now, Cliff, that it's in there? Huh? No. Really? Have I lodged that no, real deep seriously? in there? Seriously. <laughs> it's only Monday, remember. I've got all week to get you back. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Today's Take It to the Bank, Cliff, is uh, something surprising for me. The popularity of air travel. I did not realize it was this big of a thing, Cliff. I mean, I knew it was big, but not this big. Okay. All right. Now, these um, facts and figures I'm going to give you, this is before the pandemic struck, okay, on a normal year. Okay. Sure. Typically, normally, Mm -hmm. at any given moment, there are approximately... 9,700 planes in the air in the United States or all over the world. Okay. That seems like a huge amount of uh, flights, Cliff. Yeah. And that translates to about 1.27 million people in the sky at any moment in time. Hmm. Does that sound right to you? uh, I mean, it makes sense. I never really thought about it, but you're talking about worldwide there was a lot of planes to fly so yeah it makes sense all right cliff was there anything said today yes as a matter of fact it seemed to be a day when we tried to gross one another out so let's start with the morning roadshow phrase of the day number three the way you look in a leotard <laughs> Woo. it was on like donkey kong after that because number two <laughs> was Run your Reese's cups through his kilt. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was that was uncalled for, actually. Yeah. Then we we threw in the mental image of a seventy nine year old man losing a credit card in his speedo. But the number one morning roadshow phrase for today: more wet on the inside means less wet on the outside, and that leaves you moist. That was. Just confusing, <laughs> to be honest with you, that whole thing about people that sweat too much, and I don't know how we got off yeah. on that. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.